Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cannabis Tech Talks, your weekly source for news and insights at the intersection of cannabis and technology. Shout out to our title sponsor, PolyScience, for supporting this podcast. I'm Patricia Miller, Executive Editor with Cannabis and Tech Today. Joining me for this episode are the founders of the event management platform, Fairchild. James Akodney and David Tran are known for their immersive parties, and today they're chatting with us about their collaboration with MJ BizCon for the MJ's Cannabis Awards. We'll also chat about the technology behind their event management platform. Let's dive in. I know you have a lot to talk about right now, um, from the MJs to um, the ticketing platform that we talked about um, briefly. But before we dive into all the cool um, kind of meat of what you're doing, I'd love to kind of take a step back and learn a little bit more about how you guys um, met. I know that you worked with Dope Magazine, but you were both kind of in different event spaces before that, right? How did you come together? Aha, that's a great story. Um, it all started at a place called China Harbor, where both of us were bartenders, and uh, that's how we met each other. And you know, through that, you know, we've always had this great friendship, and we love, you know, the hospitality industry and you know, throwing parties and that relationship continued to lead on until the nightclub days when we owned nightclubs and threw parties together and then rolled into Dope Magazine where, you know, we really threw a lot of events too together. So that's how we, that's been 24 years, I believe. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hard to keep a friend for 24 years these days. So well done. Yeah. Yeah. We barely, you know, hang on every time for 24 years so anyways i learned to live with it (laughs) (laughs) well that's great so um you know a lot of articles have covered your your fairchild background in the dope magazine days so um i'd love to just dive into the the mjs what inspired you to create that yeah for sure i mean to us we threw events throughout dope magazine from the bud tender appreciation days to the uh to also the dope cup and then also the dope industry award show so we've always we've thrown really high level um award shows uh where things are very elegant is very black tie we realize in our industry that a lot of the time the people that are working hard are you know doing those doing those things so we just wanted to create a night where it was you know uh, where everyone got together and uh, you know, that really, uh, another event that we did was our MJ after party. So these were events that we did. And this is something that we realized very long time ago when MJ biz was a small company and a small trade show, when we were standing outside, couldn't afford tickets, right? That, that sort of days back in the Rio days. Um, but we knew that that was a very important event and that, that, that every year that continued to be the quintessential, uh, expo. Uh, and that turned more into more than an expo. And I just think it became a part of uh, any entrepreneur that's in cannabis's life. So we threw this after party. We realized that was our niche. We wanted to have fun. Uh, people were there still and, uh, you know, wanted to experience and connect uh, even further through those events. So uh, that's what happened. And, uh, you know, James could t- talk about like, 
you know, our relationship with MJ Biz, but that was something that, you know, again, throwing it at MJ Biz and now being able to work with MJ Biz directly has been pretty cool. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add to that, James? <laughs> um, yeah. And I think going back to, you know, taking what we did in the past, which, you know, they've, you know, mentioned the Dope Industry Awards, you know, when we, when we started that, I think it was 2012 was our first one. Um, you know, we kept it regional, we kept it kind of focused on the markets because at the time, you know, there was only a handful of markets that were actually, um, had any kind of recreational or, you know, at least a book, big enough of a footprint to do an award show around, right? You got to have enough competition to actually have an award show. So that was kind of an interesting time, but, you know, we, we figured out a way to kind of create this great model to, you know, like you said, recognize that these different sort of, you know, not just the the products and the plants and all the stuff that people give awards to, but to the people and the businesses, right? That sort of prop up this whole industry from the accountants to the advocates to the, you know, the law firms or or packaging companies or whatever, right? Because these are the people that are kind of the picks and the shovels of the of the gold rush, right? So we, we created that uh, model. And, you know, when the time came to uh, think about what's our next evolution of after parties for MJ Biz, we always wanted to partner with MJ Biz because we're just like, hey guys, you know, they knew who we were, you know, they're like, we know you guys are throwing this big after party every year after our show, but we're never able to really kind of create that like connection with them to actually somehow do an official sort of, you know, handshake, you know, with them. And, you know, finally, we're just like, we are coming up with the idea of kind of rethinking and retooling our after party anyways, because we, you know, we did it for so many years. Like these, I think it's, we did it for about eight years during the Dill Magazine days. And then, the, you know, the first few years of Fairchild and, you know, it's just, you know, it's cool, but it's, you know, it's kind of just doing the same thing year after year. So we're like, okay, let's challenge ourselves and kind of step outside of the box. And what, what does MJ Biz lack or what is there sort of a, a, a niche for that we could kind of jump into? And then we were like, you know what, there's no like great awards show or ceremony during MJ BizCon week. So we said, hey, why not us, right? So we, uh, you know, approached them with this idea. Luckily, we had a couple great people that used to work um, with us during the, you know, dope slash high times transition period. And they were now working with uh, the MJ Biz team over at Emerald and whatnot. We were able to say, hey, let's get a meeting together and let's just kind of pitch an idea to them. And we said, hey, we have this history of doing these award shows back during Dope Magazine. You guys have the audience and have the credibility to sort of bring this all together. Let's partner up and let's make this like a really cool kind of, you know, to us too, what's important is making sure that there's actual value in winning an award, right? Because again, anyone make up an award and be like, hey, let's give it out, right? But, you know, there's a reason why certain awards have certain, you know, cachet to them is because there's credibility behind the awards, right? It was not just Joe Blow, you know, giving out awards. So we were like, you know what? Having MJ Biz behind it, having their team sort of be part of the the, the nomination, the judging, all that process, along with our kind of conglomerate of, of people really kind of makes this an award that people are going to want to win. So that was sort of the pitch and they loved it. And we said, great, let's do it. We'll take on the heavy lift of putting it all together because we know they're busy, obviously, with their giant, massive show. And they love that. Obviously, they're like, oh, wow, we don't have to do any of the heavy lifting. You're like, great. So they stepped back on that. We pushed forward, but there were still, you know, tight communications almost daily with them on everything from marketing to you know judging and everything else so i thought it was great yeah it just made sense so we just pitched it they loved it and here we are so we're excited to be working with them that's a big deal yeah i think it's interesting that mj bizcon has really been able to maintain that hold on the industry as sort of the event of the year if you're going to go to one that's the one and i'm glad you touched on what what they're bringing to that partnership because you guys put so much effort into your events um, and it really shows. So 
I'm glad you kind of touched on that they're helping with the judging and kind of giving that credibility to it as well. Um, how do you how do you judge the 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 entries? So I know you've got a public voting element and then you've got an internal committee. What does that process look like? Well, that's always been kind of an important part to us for any of the awards we did back in the days was how, how can you make this fair, right? Because a lot of it's, you know, it becomes just kind of a personal opinion bias, right? And I think that's true for any award, right? There's no, there's no such thing as like a perfect, you know, sort of judgment of anything, especially when you're talking about things that have, you know, creative elements to them or they have, you know, certain things that aren't really like you can put a number next to it, right? So, you know, when we used to do the dope industry awards and we used to do the dope cups and those different things, you know, we always made like very strong emphasis on, okay, the judging needs to be fair. It needs to be as, as like kind of rounded as possible. So we're not just, it's not just a popularity contest, right? There also needs to be credibility as well, right? So I think that's kind of where we looked at it is two parts was like, okay, the public voting will be a big part because we want to hear what the people have to say, right? Like, do people hate you, you know, like, or do people love you, you know, like, and just kind of seeing the feedback. We do understand that there's obviously advantages to being a, a big company with, you know, a million followers on social. I mean, that obviously is going to help you, you know, significantly during this phase. And we understand that. So we definitely want, didn't want to make this the only part of the judging, right? Because I think that would have been unfair to the smaller companies that may not have that big social reach or have that, you know, third-party marketing company handling all their stuff for them, you know? So we wanted to make sure there was also sort of an internal part, which gave everyone a really fair shot of like, okay, someone's actually going to look at my company for more than just, you know, my, my social uh, presence. So that part's really going to be the part where, you know, ourselves, MJ Biz, our, our media partners are going to look at the, each kind of individual company and look at sort of the intangible things like, you know, what is their public reputation like online? You know, how how well do they present themselves through their through their website and marketing channels and whatnot? You know, like what do the, you know, kind of, you know, surface level Yelp reviews or whatever it may be like talk about with them? You know, it just kind of dig a little bit deeper than like you would if you wanted to go to like a, a beautiful restaurant for your anniversary, right? You're not just going to just, you know, nilly willy, just pick the first one you see online, right? You're going to maybe dig around a little bit, read a few reviews, look at kind of what people's feedback is, you know, how's the food, you know, and, and, and how is their customer service and all that kind of stuff. So I think we wanted to kind of make that the other part of the judging where it's a little bit of a deeper dive on the company, but, you know, still at the same time, you know, that's still a lot of that's still going to be very opinion based. So we have to do our best to weight everything appropriately, right? So this much of the judging counts for this much and you know the more important things like what is your you know customer reviews like that's going to count a little bit heavier than your public's going to count for this so it's a nice little formula we created that's going to make it we think is fair and i think as you know well sort of thought out of a judging process that we can i can appreciate that mm -hmm. um i know your your press release mentioned something about um celebrity presenters and I know, yeah, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but are there any like sneak peeks you could give us to kind of entice our audience, maybe uh, give them something to look forward to? Well, I, I think I certainly think there are a lot more celebrities that are in cannabis and, you know, you know, while, you know, they're marketing their brands, they're at MJ Biz where you should be. And I think being able to invite some of them and again, that's still working on the list. Obviously, we got a lot of very powerful partners who uh, are very influential out there. MJ Biz, also all, all of our media companies, Cannabis and Tech, thank you very much. Sensi, Honeysuckle, Chronic Magazine, and of course, Cannabis Now. So, uh, you know, I think between everybody, there's certainly going to be some uh, exciting presenters. And we also wanted to have also presenters that, you know, are 
you know, might not be celebrities there, but to me, in my mind, uh, in what they've done in cannabis are celebrities and are people that really, to me, have affected what we're focusing on. So uh, anyway, it's, it's exciting to kind of have both. Yeah, you've got to pay homage, I think, to those original people who have really helped to build the industry. And it's weird to always refer to it as an industry now because it wasn't that long ago when it really wasn't. So I appreciate that you're giving those people a platform too. Sure. Always. So what kind of um, performances are you planning for the event? Because you're you're hoping this is going to be more of an entertainment uh, as well as an award show, right? Well, I think it's... You know, we wanted to be focused on the awards and we wanted, you know, to really give the spotlight to, you know, the actual people who are going to be winning. And the award show itself, I think this first year, we're trying to just really make sure that the show, you know, the, the the run of the show is nice and smooth and people aren't, you know, kind of trapped somewhere for five hours. You know, we want it to be something that's very, uh, you know, kind of fun and entertaining. I think, honestly, the theater that we're doing it at, you know, the Pearl Theater inside of the Palms is kind of is you know, one of the most beautiful theaters you're going to walk into outside of, you know, like an opera house in Rome or something. But you talk about Las Vegas theaters, you're talking about like one of the crown jewels of the city. And, you know, Rod Stewart, people like that are, are the regular, you know, kind of house, you know, people that play in this place. So it's a, it's really interesting to see our industry kind of put into this sort of a spotlight of, wow, we're actually kind of doing this on like this kind of really high level that, you know, you wouldn't be, you know, surprised to see any you know, major award show there, but here we are, right? And doing it inside of the ponds and places like that is also a challenge, right? Because they're still very new to this world of like, okay, what does this look like? You know, is this going to be this giant smoke out? You know, and we had to explain to them, no, you know, we're we're a grown up industry, we're professionals in this industry. We're going to come in here, we're going to have a great time, we're going to dress up, we're going to, you know, relax and have fun. But, you know, the night's going to just be anchored by our two hosts, Mary Jane Gibson and Mike Glazer. Um, they're amazing. Oh, they're um, great. Mike's a great stand-up comedian. Mary Jane is just, you know, the smartest and wittiest gal I know. She's been working with us for a long time, even wrote, wrote some articles for us back in the days with Dope Magazine. But, you know, she's moved on to bigger and crazier things. And uh, them together, they're just, a, they're just a good time. So we uh, got them as our hosts, which we're really excited about um, just because they're industry folk, but they also, you know, understand the entertainment world too. So they're uh, going to bring bring a lot of fun. We actually have a call with them shortly after here to kind of start talking about their their monologues and all the good stuff that we're going to be uh, anticipating. But you know, really, the show itself is going to be the entertainment. And I I I, I challenge everyone to come and, and see if you've ever seen a more highly produced like award show in the cannabis space because we're going you know all out. You know, it's going to be awesome. There's going to be just tons of visual effects and fun things flying around and everyone's just going to be you know having a good time and in this the awards itself with all the presenters coming up there the celebrities giving out the awards it really kind of acts as it's kind of self uh you know kind of uh you know entertainment within the actual show itself and then of course we have the after party which is always fun we'll have a, we'll have a big dj out there for that and it's right across the casino floor from the award so it's very convenient you just kind of walk out and you go across the, the way and there it is and so uh that'll be the kind of cut loose and have fun and you know kind of just kind of get the hobnob with all the you know nominees and presenters and sponsors and everyone that's been a part of this so so yeah, it's, I guess to answer your question about entertainment, there's not a say, you know, the Rolling Stones aren't going to unfortunately make an appearance this year, but we'll uh, we'll definitely keep everyone entertained and it's going to be a really fun night for sure. Oh, that's great. I really like um, Glazier and and Mary. I think they're both so talented. They worked with us um, for an event that we did during the pandemic, the Emerge uh, mm -hmm. 
conference and they were they brought so much energy and enthusiasm and humor to everything we did so i know the audience is going to get a lot out of them being being part of it that's great to hear for sure um so fairchild has been um doing events for a little while now how has your kind of event strategy evolved since the launch it's changed like you mentioned emerge i mean that was when we decided to help you guys produce like that you know that side of it it was a virtual event all the way to you know, uh, what COVID allowed us to do. But, you know, in the first few years, we did like 14 events a year. And it just, you know, really attached ourselves to different partners in different markets. Uh, And some of it was like, we're helping them produce the the show and then others that we're creating ourselves. So uh, first few years, it was just constantly you're doing one event, it jumps to another. It's a big golf tournament during Super Bowl. Then you're doing like a, uh, you know, something completely different uh, in another state. So, you know, certainly we're trying to fine tune uh, that. Obviously, our events are getting a lot larger right now. We have some exciting events coming up in 2024. But, you know, I think to me, live events and us creating events has always been a part of what we've done uh, all the time. That keeps our brand and our mission really succinct to the community. And that's really what it is. How do we continue to connect people? And uh, that's really where, you know, Fairchild has evolved, not just to events, but we're also, uh, our, our, our main focus really is a, a ticketing platform, a management platform. Mm-hmm. And that allows people to continue to have the tools to be able to create these uh, events. So we really focus on putting our arms around event producers, giving them the tools, we're event producers ourselves, so we understand the bottlenecks uh, that were presented that really weren't fine-tuned for what we were doing, uh, and certainly not uh, anything that was community-based. One that you know, uh, you know, cannabis is still pretty, uh, you know, villainized on event brave and those type of platforms where we still can't utilize those things. But you know, we're able to build that compliant platform to be able to do that. So. Um, yeah, to your question, the events are always an important part, but as we evolve into what we're doing, it continues to evolve. Well, so tell me more about the technology part of what you're doing. How is that, um, not just helping Fairchild, but helping, you know, other events, um, provide secure access? Yeah. You know, I think when we came up with the idea of Fairchild, we obviously knew that we knew events as well as anybody, but we really didn't know much about the technology side of the world. So, uh, you know, during the good old COVID years, you know, we spent that time really carving out, okay, what, you know, can this platform be? What technology do we want it to have? And, you know, what would be useful to our industry uh, and to, to our peers that are also producing events? And so, you know, I put myself through a crash course of uh, like a tech startup crash course during COVID. It was an online sort of incubator um, to really get kind of the feel of what the tech industry is like and, you know, making sure I I thought through bottlenecks that, you know, could hit us uh, as we build this thing up. And, you know, and then at the same time, we're continuing to do sort of, you know, technology focused events like you guys did with Emerge. We, you know, we're doing, you know, we did Chronic Relief, which was our, you know, kind of a fundraiser that we did, which is all live streamed and just kind of leaning into technologies. And we just always knew that there's going to be a technology hand in this event space. And, you know, ticketing platforms, like Dave mentioned, were 
few and far between that would actually allow a cannabis event. There's literally nothing. Um, Eventbrite will shut you down. Ticketmaster, no shot. You know, I mean, you name it. There's just not going to happen. So we saw that as sort of the the angle. But then on the technology side, we're like, you know what? This could be more than just a place to buy a ticket or sell a ticket. It could be a a, 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 a kind of a a community or a, a marketplace for events. And what's you know needed out there is kind of like, well, where do I go to find out what's going on in my city, right? And part of that is you know having the data right and really being able to understand that data of like hey you know these are the markets that are you know very interested in events and you know be able to have those data points available for our production you know partners that are also doing events and be able to help them at a point you know use their marketing more strategically because as you know there's very hard to market in this industry you know you got the great magazines and some of the websites that, that do a good job but outside of that you know you're very limited you, you know you can't buy too much target marketed stuff through Google or the usual channels that everyone else does. So having this this great set of data that we can then utilize to help, you know, event producers market their events more, you know, streamlined and more efficiently is really kind of like the big picture of how we saw Fairchild, um, you know, in the future. So as we continue to grow and, and more events are on there, you know, our, our data sets are getting bigger and, and more clean. And we're really able to kind of now take that information and use that to help our our event partners that are looking for that, you know, kind of one-stop shop to not just put their event up and have it as a great, you know, uh, easy to use and navigate, you know, website for people to buy tickets and for them to sell tickets, but also as like, Hey, this is also gonna be my marketing tool. Hey, this can also be where I can share all my pictures from my event. Hey, this can also be where I can look for venues that are cannabis friendly. You know, Hey, this is also a hub where I can go just as a consumer and want to just kind of, you know, peruse around, you know, the state I'm in and see what events are coming up and stuff. So we see this as very, like they said, like a very, you know, a big sort of, you know, platform for anything event related in the cannabis space. And, you know, I think we're slowly getting there and we're going to really start making this our, our, you know, kind of, uh, you know, bell call for people to say, hey, look, Fairchild isn't just the guys that throw these awesome after parties. This is a place where I can go to help sort of, you know, grow my event, you know, events and, and get a bigger, more eyeballs on my events as an event producer. So how do companies access that entire ecosystem of services you're offering right now everything is you know we, we we haven't started charging for anything right now so right now we do like some you know kind of organic marketing for our event partners in there that aren't you know we're not charging for right now because we really just kind of want to show the value of using our platform right so currently you know we send out newsletters to you know tens of thousands of people across the country that's you know regional specific like hey you're in you know, right now there's obviously a big Halloween push of people looking to put their, you know, Halloween events on there. So, you know, New York has got probably three or four great Halloween events. So we'll probably, you know, bundle those up into a package that we send out to all of our, you know, kind of Northeast New York based, you know, kind of users and, and people to have them sort of get eyeballs on these cool Halloween events that are in their area. And since they, they you know, since they've been on our platform and that's how we, you know, acquired it's you know, they are obviously interested in cannabis, right? So it's not like we're just throwing this wide net out to the world to be like, hey, there's an event, but it happens to be this, you know, very niche cannabis burlesque, you know, like show, you know, people might be like, why am I getting this email? You know, like, so (laughs) it's very targeted, which is great because I think, you know, most people want it to be targeted because we all know that, you know, our industry is is, is specific. So I think, uh, you know, just having that ability and, you know, like they said, once we really kind of start pushing more focus on this area, that's when we're going to really hone in on sort of, you know, what, what's affordable, what's, what are ways that we can kind of re rebundle these things to be very, very, you know, cost effective for them. Because again, like I, if I'm throwing a party in Seattle, I don't need 
a mass email to go out to 100,000 people across the United States, right? I want to focus down on specific areas. So we've been very diligent and intelligent about how we sort of, you know, segment out our, you know, our, our data sets and making sure that when we do target, it's, you know, to people who actually want to hear about it and, and will find value in getting these newsletters or social blasts or whatever it may be. I love that. Yeah. So what's your vision for the future of Fairchild? How would you like to see it kind of grow? Well, I'll take that one. Well, certainly, you know, from a production point of view, you know, we're doing larger and larger events. And I think that's fun. And I just think like certainly in any industry, which again, it is crazy to call it an industry now, but in any community, uh, certainly there are different, you know what I mean? I want, you know, us to be able to afford the same sort of uh, benefits as anybody else does. So we want to throw big events we can do that. And hopefully at some point, you know, the the rules and the law allows us to, you know, have cannabis where alcohol is and we can continue to, you know, continue to drive very cannabis focused events like that. But on the technology side, really, at the end, we, you know, like James says, we really want to help event producers. We want there to be a central location where if you enjoy you know, this type of activities, then we are definitely curating it for you and allowing you to do that. And the only way to do that is to make sure that the people who are, you know, putting in the hard work is throwing events, we understand, take a lot of work, it takes a lot of investment. So we find it very important to uh, assist them, you know, how can we eventually build a platform that can assist you in finding a compliant venue? to be able to connect with certain marketing tools over here and being able to make it really easy. So when you do pro uh, promote one, you can do that. And, you know, along with that too, just the technology, how can we expand our technology? How can I land in a state and be able to look down and go, here are all the restaurants that support what we do. And, uh, you know, and, and, and here are the stores and here are the places to go. Certainly, I know this is a lot more dreamier, but I think you have these opportunities with technology going so fast and with all of these applications to our hand, we don't necessarily need to, you know what I mean, kind of recreate the wheel again. I just think, how can we build something that, that, that again, just curates what one needs? Because again, we're, we, we, it's kind of like the hair club thing, you know what I mean? We're clients too, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we throw events, you know, so yeah. Uh, we, we certainly understand what those bottlenecks and, and, and what's needed. I think that's awesome. Such a needed service. So I'm excited to see how it evolves for you. Um, mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about any other, you know, exciting projects you've got on the horizon aside from the MJs. Is there anything coming up that you're just like super stoked about? Well, that's uh a little bit of a look into the crystal ball, but I think, you know, like Dave said, 24, we're really going to focus on building the platform sort of, you know, brand awareness of it and identity of it and just letting people know it's out there. Cause I think once people uh, learn about it, they're like, wow, this is great. You know, and we've had a pretty good retention of the people who joined it, you know, since day one that are still using it now. 
which says a lot, especially when you've got new technology and all the bumps and uh, bugs and all the things you got to deal with. Uh, launching anything of that scale is always scary. And that's something I've been uh, learning on the fly is uh, how many things can go wrong when you have a, a platform that you build from scratch. So, um, but we've gotten it to a point now where we feel really good about it. And, you know, we're getting a lot of great feedback. We're constantly improving it and adding new features and new, you know, kind of useful tools for the event producers on there. So I think part of our plan for next year is really just to be continue to make this thing as cool and easy to use and, and useful um, as possible for everyone. Um, so that's, you know, one of our big, you know, projects is constantly always going to be the, the platform always improving. Um, but I think event wise, you know, we, we're building out our 24 calendar right now, we do have a couple of things slated for the, you know, first uh, two quarters of the year, you know, I can't spill too many beans yet. But um, there's definitely um, some interest like around 420. We, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of circling a certain part of the country we want to come to and do something over there. Um, and then of course, you know, the big kind of, you know, tent poles throughout the year is going to be our, you know, our big sort of uh, award shows and stuff that we're hopefully going to be able to continue to do on a high level. And, you know, MJ's, you know, hopefully we'll be back again next year. So we started planning that, I think in April of this past year. So it's a big, uh, it's a big, long, uh, long tail on that one. But, you know, I think, you know, you're going to continue to see us refine our, our choices on events, um, really hone in on like key events that we want to produce and maybe not as many events as we did in the past, just kind of looking at bigger, more focused, um, events that we can kind of lean into, but we still like to, you know, support and give love to uh, smaller events that we can help out with w when we can. And if it makes sense, you know, like um, strategically, if we're, you know, looking to help certain markets out or be a part of certain, you know, events, we, we're always happy to to chat and see if we can fit it into our time. Well, for other um, Fairchild enthusiasts like myself, where can we go to kind of keep up with what you're doing and follow along with your your progress? Yeah, the best place is probably just social like everybody we're uh we have a pretty good instagram uh presence where we uh you know put out a lot of our information there and promote anything that's coming up um there as well we do have a facebook and a linkedin as well it's just search fairchild with a f-a-r-e-c-h-i-l-d because you know the traditional ways with an i so um it kind of separates us and um gives us uh, easy to find sort of uh, handles and whatnot so yeah just keep up with us on social um you know we do put out uh, weekly newsletters that go out to quite a few people so you know go into our website you know fairchild.com you can get signed up there for that as well. But uh, yeah, just keep keep up with us on on our channels and uh, you'll see everything coming up. And uh, if you're an event producer or, you know, you're looking to do your first, you know, company event, or even if you're, you know, having a little get together for 20, 30, 40 people, you know, our platform is totally free to use for any kind of ticketing. Um, if the tickets are free, there's no fee to the, you know, promoters or anyone. Um, and the only fees that we take is uh, passed on to the customer. So even if you're selling tickets, you don't pay anything on our platform to use use it to sell tickets on so uh we we uh we would love for you guys to check it out and see if you like it awesome well i think we covered a lot of ground is there anything we didn't touch on that you were hoping we would hit well we thank you for your partnership at the mjs and thank you for all you guys do as a media company to you know help other uh businesses and companies so just thank you guys appreciate it Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure and I'll look forward to seeing you at the MJs. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Patricia. Thank right. you. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to learn more about emerging cannabis technologies, be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to Cannabis Tech Talks. You can pick up the most recent issue of Cannabis and Tech today on Barnes & Noble newsstands across the country 
or grab a copy for free on canatechtoday.com. This podcast is produced in part by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Visit prettyeasypodcast.com if you're looking for professional production quality at an affordable rate. Until next time, stay elevated. Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Wait, you didn't think people would know who I am? Durachill. Uh, this is Durachill. This is Durachill. This is Durachill. No, hey, I don't talk like that. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. You can't go wrong. This show was produced by Cannabis Tech Today and Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com now if you're looking to get professional production help on your own podcast at an affordable rate. Pretty Easy Podcasts, making podcasting pretty easy.